Welcome to Opinions Like Ales, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions, but most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. Growing increasingly sure that the Menendez brothers were right. Oh, shit. I know. It's a hard take. It's a strong take. It's an impassioned take. And that's where I am. Ladies and gentlemen, call your mom, call your dad, love your parents, take care of them. But if you're driven to murder, I understand. It's also a very um, dated reference. It is. It is. And I've been using it on stage. And what I'm enjoying about it is immediately after telling the joke, I have to explain who the Menendez brothers were. And I don't know that the audience is loving it, but really, I but you are. I've graduated beyond. I get to reminisce every time I tell it. Yeah, it's, it's like remembering it for the first time. It is, and and really, doing comedy for the audience is really <laughs> yesteryear, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, well, the '90s were just a different time for like tabloid journalism, weren't they? And, and everything, everything. The '90s uh, to think about like, things were different. In 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 the eighties and the seventies, uh, the 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 grandparents of the day were warning the young people that they were going to become desensitized. Sure, and they were right. They were so right. It's true. You think about what bothered us twenty years ago and what bothers us now. Right. Shocking. Shocking. Used to be, you know, a fly buzzing around you would be the biggest nuisance in the world. Mm-hmm. Now that fly could be fucking your grandfather. And you're just going to ask if they're wearing protection. Well, I mean, you know, my grandfather has passed. Mine as well. So mine as well. So flies have probably fucked the crap out of them. Yeah, they've gotten they've gotten all up in there. All all up in there. They got flies up in your all up in them guts. Do flies? Well, 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 I assume I assume your 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 grandparents are are buried. Correct. They they were buried. Mine were also buried. Uh, Do flies get into the ground? Maggots do. Maggots and maggots are like are, are are wee baby flies. Correct. That's just the fly babies. Yep. Fly that, baby. That, a maggot is just a fly baby. Maggot's a bad word. It, it's kind of a harsh word. It, well, it's, I mean, it rhymes with another word that's very bad. Uh, only I'm allowed to say that one. Though. I know. That's yeah. why I just yeah. described and, it. And only when I'm and describing s- cigarettes in Britain. That's the only. But time. they don't say the whole word. They, they don't? The first three letters. Oh, yeah, they don't. They don't. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, saying yeah. the word that rhymes. That's true. They say it the other way. It's, 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 it's. Yeah, because even it, they're like, don't say the whole thing. No, they say them, they say them backwards. It's, it's, it's asking for a cigarette in Britain. It's got fag. Oh. Yeah. The other that's way, way less harsh. On way less harsh. Yeah. It's still not great. Yeah. Our, our British listeners, though, all of them right now, cra- so mad. Craving a cigarette. They're so mad at you. <laughs> they are. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they can. So here's the thing. Does every maggot become a fly? Oh wow, that's um, that 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 sounds like a Life Is Brian song. Uh-huh. Every maggot <laughs> becomes a fly. Every sperm is sacred. Exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah, but well, here's the thing: if if it requires, does it require a certain amount of oxygen or something like that to become a fly? No, you have to put it in one of those hatching eggs, and you have to walk. Nope, that's Pokemon Go. That's yeah, my yeah, bad. My no, bad. Yeah. You're yeah. thinking of Pokemon. I, I do that at my all the time. I do that all the time. Uh, thinking of the punchy rocks and the <laughs> and the, and the, and the floor, party wieners. And the party wieners. I, I mean, admittedly, yes, I am thinking about the party wieners. Um, I do not know how to evolve a big dig B. <laughs> uh, that's one of the greatest that's, YouTube videos that's a good ever. Video. We should watch that again. You know, uh, you know, I know we've started the show, but 
do you want to just stop and just go watch that and video? watch YouTube videos? <laughs> we can just, just do that. that. Let's watch that one. Let's watch uh, Drinking Out of Cups. He says the F word oh, in there. That's a good one. Oh. Remember that? He yeah. drops that in there. It's I, not great. It's I not great. The I rest saw, of it's funny, though. I saw Drinking Out of Cups for the first time in 2010. Yeah. For the San, first time ever? In San Diego. Wow. And that was probably was probably already out for a while because I was behind the curve. It was out for a on many long time, things. my friend. By the, by 2010, it was Let's out for a long time. Look up the, okay. the the origin year, the release date. What's the <laughs> when did the studio put out drinking out of cups? Uh, uh, looks. Like, oh well, I see a 2010. No, that's that, that can't be it though. It says it's the original. Oh, but I bet it's that, that the it wouldn't be posted with the name original. Correct. Uh, okay, it looks like there was an originally a song called Drinking Out of Cups from the uh, from a 2003 album. Just like, we got to find this out. When did Drinking... The song has gone on to become an internet meme due in large part to the creation of an accompanying YouTube video. The song went relatively unknown until he created a video for it in 06. So it looks like the 06 was when it was created. Okay. So Drinking Out of Cups, the no, video... No, no, no. That's a video for the song. The video features an anthropomorphic lizard speaking oh. the lyrics of the song. It's I think it's that video. What? No, but the lyrics of the song can't be this guy thinks he's king of the <laughs> It's a spoken word song from Electronic Art from from What? Okay, here it is. Yeah, okay yeah. it is Liam Lynch. Let's watch the little original. What does this guy think he's an Indian? You see, right there. What's kind he of a goddamn offen- asshole? What the fuck is he doing? This gets offensive. Oh, the whole thing's it. offensive. Not Plus. ever. No way. No way. Now he's Johnny Hammersticks. Johnny Hammersticks. Johnny Hammersticks. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. So that's... uh, God, remember how much we watched those things? Yeah. Remember, uh, uh, what was the... um, Unforgivable? I don't know about Unforgivable. Unforgivable is the guy in the woods, and he's telling the story about, like, taking the girl on the date to Chick-fil-A. No, I don't know that one. I said, give me a chicken sandwich and some waffle fries. Okay, that sounds familiar. For free. Oh. <laughs> do you remember the the Numa Numa kid? He would sing the song and he would do the hands in the air. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And he was the Maria. Maria. Yeah, that kid's great. Yeah. Oh, man. Guys, remember the early days of the, the internet? The early internet was good. Oh, it was. Well, it was two things. It was that and then it was gross, gross porn. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they, like extreme stuff, like like uh, like the lemon party, and gross, stuff like that, gross porn, <clears throat> yeah. gross porn. Yeah, or the only gross porn stuff involving poop. They were like, "Look, the fun stuff is still on the VHS and the DVDs. All right, you come Ooh, to the internet, some of it for the stuff that they won't print on to a fucking CD yeah, or a they won't, VHS yeah. tape. Yeah, that's where I learned. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's where I learned a lot. I I feel bad for the young people that came up during those years, like mm-hmm. like a friend of the show, Trevor Carrion. Right, he talks about how he has been permanently broken in his brain. Yeah, because he was probably internet. like eight years old and he saw Blue Waffle for yep, the first exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah, or, or Tub Girl. Two girls in one cup. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Drinking out of cups and two girls one cup. Very different sides very of the different. internet. You gotta you gotta really be both careful. offensive, both but yeah. in very different ways. When searching for cups so you, online, if you need to offend every sense you have, you watch be, both videos. Videos back to back. You got to be so careful. Uh, anything with cups on the internet, got to be real careful. For sure, that is should be a red flag word on the internet. It's cups, cups, and the number forty-two. Oh yeah, in, in rule forty-two, isn't that the one? I don't know about that. That's where everything. Well, let me double check. Maybe it's rule forty-three. Let me double check. Well, I don't know what that is either. To be honest, <laughs> neither of them did anything for my brain. Uh, no, no, no. Maybe it's rule forty-three. 
It's that, it's that anything on the internet can be made into porn. That's the rule. Oh. No, I, I don't know what, uh, maybe I'm very... Oh, oh, it just said Rule 43 on the internet. Oh, yeah. Uh, rule 43, the more beautiful and pure a thing is, the more satisfying it is to corrupt it. Well, that's awful. That's, that's awful. That's terrible. That's we, why the internet is the worst. One, one search, and we've already gone down a hole that is just well, terrible. Well, what we did is we figured out exactly the root of why the internet is the worst place on the planet. It is. Uh, oh, the humans, that's why. The people. The people. The people make the internet terrible. We ruin everything. We do. We're the worst. The earth, the internet. How many minutes into this podcast are we? Oh, not even 15. That's terrible. We've already reached uh, the low point. Yeah. But it does mean it's only up from here. That's true. I do like that. That's true. Uh, I think we're 10 minutes into the podcast. (laughs) Just letting you know, uh, uh, we have uh, watched good things, though. We did. We saw some interesting stuff. Yes. Uh, they're, they're, they're sending someone new to Bel Air. A fresher, fresh prince. <laughs> the fresher prince. The freshest prince. So, yeah. Uh, the fresh, the, the old fresh, fresh prince. out of the womb, this guy. He's just a baby prince. It is prince. an infant. Wee baby prince. <laughs> Bitty prince. The wee baby prince of Bel Air. Yeah. Uh, what I like it is that, uh, you know, it's called just called Bel Air. It's coming to Peacock, mm-hmm. uh, which you may know is the show that the channel that took the office from us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bel Air stars a young Will who leaves West Philly, mm-hmm. where he was born and raised. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he was on the playground mo- most of his days. Yeah, most of his days, uh, chilling out and Max and relaxing, you know, just shooting b-ball. He did indeed get into a scuffle with some basketball men. Up to no good. Yeah, uh, they were causing trouble, of course. Uh, Only this time around, Will is strapped, y'all. Yeah, Will's got a gun. He had a gun on his person. Yeah, he's firing shots in the air. This is a uh, much grittier take on the f- the freshest Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. Well, you know, the streets have gotten a little tougher in the last 20 plus years. I mean, they were pretty tough then as well, but yes. Yeah. Uh, the streets have not gotten less tough. And Let's I put it that way. And I know that because I spend almost no time on the streets. I am streets adjacent. <laughs> I'm, I'm near streets. I, I live on a street. <laughs> I live close to a street. Uh, I still have street smarts. Mm, I have street memories. <laughs> street <laughs> memories. Yeah, I have street memories of what may have been smarts, but may have been misassumptions. That's true. Missumptions, if you will. Is that a word? I don't think so. It should be. But uh, what did you think of the trailer? Um, it seems fine. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's the tepid. Setup, tepid. <laughs> it's uh, the the cast seems fine. They they all seem to be very much embracing their roles. Um, it felt a little over the top, a little over dramatic. Um. You know, they're really setting it up that Will has got himself into some true trouble in West Philly. Yeah, this time around, the the mean basketball men are coming back to get him. Yeah, he pissed off the wrong guy. The wrong basketball man. Um, and then they're really selling um, the opulence of the, of, of the family in Bel Air. Oh, yeah, they're like more rich this time around. Oh, yeah, this was a fucking palatial estate yeah. that he's living on. And, and they're having these lavish parties. And, and he shows up. And the cousin is like, let's get you dressed up in uh, fancy people clothes because yeah. that's, that's your life now. You're a fancy boy now. Yeah, they, 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 You're she, a, the fancy prince of Bel Air. She says, let's get you dressed up like a prince. And that's yeah. when they, oh, because oh, that's the show. <laughs> the fancy prince the of Bel Air. The prince, the old one was called Prince of Bel Air. The, 
it was fresh. It was fresh. Now it's fancy. Now it's the fancy prince. That's right. Fancy prince. I'm a fancy prince boy. The fancy pants of Bel Air. The fancy <laughs> pants of Bel Air. I love it. I want to watch that show. Um, I like uh, Car- <laughs> Carlton. Uh, they, they really changed the character of Carlton. Uh, it seems like he's really more of a... Not as much of a cornball? Yeah, they made him a bit of a caricature. In the, well, that, that's the other thing, too, is they took a comedy series and turned it into a drama. This is right. very much Fresh Prince by way of the OC. Oh, yes. That is so fucking accurate. Right? Like, Because the OC was like it a had bunch very of... much that feel. And I've never seen an episode of the OC, but that seems incredibly accurate. I saw me. parts of it, and it was it was very much like the, the <laughs> lives of wealthy Southern California white people. Boy, have I... And this seems young, young African-American family. I don't want... I don't want any more of those shows. I don't... This one I'm I'm okay with because it's not just a bunch of white people. N- that's I, I dig that we're seeing a lot of shows that really have casts of color showing them living lives of, of affluence, uh, of, of, um, you know, of, of having just a little more agency socially than right. have been sure. tr- tr- uh, traditionally depicted. Uh, and it's not fucking woke BS. People chalk it up to just being like trying to like uh, do color for the sake of color. But the point is, is like, you know, bat- when we were growing up, there was always story. You had young black casts that were always in these shows where they were either struggling or they were middle class or lower middle class. Or it was some kind of handout that had a black person getting up, climbing the social ladder. Yep. And, and maybe that was reflective of the times. But to, to suggest that all people of color are living socioeconomically lower than most white people is just silly nowadays. Absolutely. There's plenty of wealthy people from all fucking backgrounds. We are truly uh-huh. the most diverse culture we have ever been here in America. So, yeah, let's see rich people of all colors. Yeah, on the one percent is is very diverse. And, and it's and <laughs> you know I'll I'll give you an example just from real world was. We, um, we did a story. I, I work for Fox 23 here in Tulsa. We cover the news all across the city. We covered a shooting. Uh, some people were trying to steal a car in a very wealthy neighborhood. If you know South Tulsa, near 121st Street. So we're talking South. Fancy fucking neighborhood. What cross street? Oh, uh, uh, it was like Yale or Harvard. Or oh, snap. Delaware. Like really South, South Tulsa. Um, and, and, you know, walled That's off. where the money is, folks. Where the money is. And, and, and the story was about these... A uh, couple of young kids who were at home, and they uh-huh. caught these burglars going through a car, and they went outside, and shots were fired. One of the houses hit. Not even the kind of crime you hear a lot of in South Tulsa, but it has grown more predominant. And that these two kids, two kids of color, you know, just to, and, and it was, you know, the kind of thing that I see that, and then I see the commercial afterwards for the show on Fox, Our Kind of People, which is based around a wealthy black family, and it's just like that's that's the world. So anyone that's going to raise that woke bullshit is just not paying attention to the world now. We are in a diverse society. And, and I mean, it could stand to be much more diverse. Exactly, exactly. And it needs to be, and it, and it will be. But, right. But to, to act like, you know, just to... Wait, wait, wait. So what we're saying is, is that Tucker's replacement theory is right? Probably. I don't watch enough Tucker to know what that is. Oh, you don't know about replacement theory? No, what's that? So it's this super, super problematic thing that dumb fuck white people are doing now that's saying that um, the Democrats are trying to basically fill the voter rolls with as many uh, like foreign people of color or people of color uh, to replace white people and demolish 
what they like to lovingly refer to as, quote, Western civilization, oh, a.k.a. white people running everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there, it's now, that's uh, a big place of where the You Will Not Replace Us chant came from. Oh, is that in Charlottesville? Oh, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, no, this is a real, a very real thing, and yeah. it's super problematic. Uh, and so, when you hear those uh, trigger words on old Fox News, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it might be time to sit down and have a talk with mom and dad if that's what they're watching. Yeah, because uh, it is very, very problematic, and uh, even more scary, it is working. Yeah. Well, and that's that's always been the idea is that you to know to demonize the other side. To demonize any new faces, any any different looking faces in a culture is the idea that they're here to replace us, they're here to take from you what is rightfully yours. Bullshit. Now, and that's bullshit, exactly. You know, that's uh, it's one world the last time I checked uh, to quote True story. to quote Bill Hicks if I can. I thought this looked interesting, but I also thought, like you said, there was a little bit too much of like OC. Very uh, cheesy. Little, uh, yeah. But you know what, man? We're 40. These shows are not made for us. These shows it's are true. made it's for not young for us people. Anymore. It's for the late teens. It's for the 20s. And a little bit of drama. Late teens. And it, it, you know, it showed off fashion. It showed off glam and glitz of, of the cars. You know, I bet it will be a fun show to watch just to see. The great look, the styles these kids are wearing, the 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 just what the, the, the there's a scene towards the end of the trailer where the dad, the the, the Uncle Phil character, who mm-hmm. traditionally is a very kind of stoic businessman kind of guy, he was a judge or a, an attorney in the original show. Yes, you know he's he's clad in a suit this entire trailer, uh, but he's fucking dancing out there. You know, as, I'm very curious as to the context of the song and dance number that Uncle Phil is right? involved in. Because they made him seem very serious in the beginning, and then he's doing and part of a large number. There was several other people dancing, so yeah, choreographed. I'm, yeah, so I don't know what the hell that was. That's like a party or a wedding or something. But the only thing that would make sense is like he's doing something for Aunt Viv for like maybe uh, you know a, a anniversary or a birthday or something. Well, and my first or like, uh, hey, look at me, super serious Uncle Phil. I learned to dance for you. Or, no, but, you know, my other thought was, too, was... Uh, it's a full-on musical. Did you ever watch Empire? No. With Terrence Howard? Nope. And that was about, uh, he was running, he was a, like a music mogul. He was a okay. producer. Okay. But when he was younger, he was an artist. So it was a show where he was, he was, a, he was a businessman, but he was also a creative. You know, so I kind of got maybe kind of that vibe from the Uncle Phil character. Like maybe he came up in the world of because we don't of, necessarily of know what Uncle music. Phil's job is. In yeah, this. we just know he's dressed to the fucking nines. You know, very wealthy. Yeah, but on the other hand, too, you know, if Will shows up and they immediately throw him in a suit. So maybe they're just like, "Fuck it, we in Bel Air, we dress good." You know, like as maybe you do, maybe I would. Our know? pants are fancy, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm wearing this Bowser T-shirt because I live in Tulsa. Fancy pants of Bel Air. The fancy that's the fancy pants of Bel Air. I mean, we, fancy pants are required dress code. Yep. Fancy pants. We have a dress code here, and yeah. those pants better be fancy um, or get your ass to step in. I'm not on Peacock, but I, I, I will require you. Me neither. And you know what's funny? Why don't, I don't you? I don't know if it's like a subconscious thing where I was like, because the second you said Peacock, better known as the place that took the office from you. You're bitter. I, a little bit of me was like, yeah, they are. They are the one that took it from me. They are. They took the ease of, of, of watching that was the office being on Netflix. And now I have to work a little bit harder to watch it uh, at night when I'm going to bed. It's my nightlight. Yeah. Yeah, and same. And, uh, you know, we, we, we used it for uh, the People Person's Paper podcast. And then when it finally left Netflix, we switched over to the DVDs. And we were watching that. We were watching that on the old uh, Xbox 360. 
before the pandemic shut us down. Mm-hmm. Which uh, now COVID numbers are rising in Tulsa, so I don't want to lock us in just in case we decide not to do it tomorrow. But technically, Mr. Brian Sittler and I are supposed to sit down tomorrow, and we may just bang out the next episode of P Four. Oh, that would be lovely, right? That so, would be fantastic. We have been talking. What for a episode while. did you leave off on? Had you finished a season when you had to stop? No, we had uh, an interesting thing happened. Um, Right before the pandemic happened, we wrapped up season four and we got about three episodes in the can of season five. Got it. And then the pandemic kicked in and we put everything on pause and those episodes just kind of sat unedited for almost a year. And then when we moved over to the new website a few months back, OLAministries.com, pay us a visit. Um, we, Praise be. We launched three ep- those three episodes, yep. the first three episodes of season five, I just to kind of tide people over on P4. But we are going to finally come back with some new episodes. So we're going to pick right up where we left off. We're doing, I think, episode three of season five, which I believe is Crime Aid. Excellent. So we're going to be coming back strong. And it'll be just me and Brian at first. Um, uh, you know, just like here uh, mm-hmm. on the OLA, we are, we are being a little... Taking it safe. Making take, it, playing it safe. Yeah, that's the only way to do it, especially yep. with you with the kids. Uh, Brian has uh, elderly parents. I do as well. So mm-hmm. we just want to make sure and take care of our loved ones. That's right. But, uh, but sometime soon, the P4 is coming back, not to take away from the Fancy Pants action in Bel Air. That's true. We, uh, we also watched the trailer for the full-length Foo Fighters film, Studios. Studio 666. That looks wild. I'm on board. Same. I didn't think I would be, but I'm on board. It seems like it's going to have a dumb, tenacious D-style vibe to it, you know? Uh, which makes sense, given how much Dave Grohl did with them. Kind of a haunted house, uh, Evil Dead kind of feel. I was going to say, there was very much Evil Dead Necronomicon. But yeah, Haunted Honeymoon. Yep. Remember that movie? Uh, more of it than... I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, wow. It, yeah. Worth a watch. I think you and I watched the trailer here once. We actually. did, we yeah. did. It's got Dom DeLuise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that kind of... And, and, and um, the... the I of, was, the we- of the laughing till wheezing DeLuise's. Uh, of the De- DeLuise's. Um, it's got a lot of like silly special effects. Mm-hmm. A lot of the blacked out eyes and that kind of like, kind of like nasty. The demon voice. Demon voice. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so it, it looked very. What's the word? Campy. Cheeky, yes. Cheeky. Yes. Yeah. Both. 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 Tongue and cheek. Campy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it looks fun. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be very much poking fun at itself. Uh, knows that it's not a great movie. Yeah. But fun. And I, I like Dave Grohl. Love Dave Grohl. I like Pat Smear. I love uh, all of them. Taylor, what's his last name? Hawkins. Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins. I like him. And and we, I've 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 liked getting. What's a, the bass player's name? I don't know. Oh, you got to You got to save me on this one. It's Nate. It is Nate. It's Nate, isn't it? it has Gum gotten mintier lately? <laughs> no, different Nate. Different. It's just me. Has Gum gotten mintier lately? Um, uh, I'm almost 100. percent His name is Nate. It's not that I can't hear. He's from Sunny Day Real Estate. Is he? Oh, is he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, the. You know, I've loved seeing them in uh, interviews and little things. They've they, the Foo Fighters have always had a lot of personality. Nate Mandel. Nate Mandel. They've Men- always had a- Mendel. Mendel. M E N. Gotcha. Sorry, Mr. Mendel. It's okay. Um, yep. As former member of Sunny Day Real Estate. But you know, they got a lot of personality. It always comes through in interviews and little web things they've done over the years. They've always been a kind of band that seems to have fun, that seems to want to get back to their fans, and they've also endured. You know, this is a band who kind of came out of nowhere uh, in the days following the death of Kurt Cobain and the uh, d- disillusion of Nirvana. Uh, and to see Dave Grohl embark on this new adventure, we didn't really know what it was going to be. And 
what started out as just seemingly, is it a side project? Is it a new band? What the hell is it? It's, is it just Dave working through his emotions? It turned into one of the most enduring rock bands that, oh, for sure. that we have in modern music. Modern day Rolling Stones, baby. Exactly. And, and you know, you and I have talked about them on the show since some of the earliest episodes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and played uh, tracks like, like Run and, uh, and uh, is it White Limo? Uh, just gotten to share some of that stuff on, on the show over the years. I still remember the way the very first album made me feel. Really? Oh, yeah. See, I, I remember not really loving that first album. Oh, I loved it. Right out of the gate, I loved it. Really? Mm-hmm. See, they, they, I had to warm up to them, you know? And part of that was it wasn't Nirvana, and I was such a big Nirvana fan. That See, I was also, but for me, I, it was almost more that... That was part of Nirvana, so I'm supporting it 100%. Gotcha. I think that was it. Was It was like... Um, and also just, I fucking loved Dave already. Like he, Nirvana would not have had the mainstream popularity they did if they would have kept up with their original drummer, the one from Bleach. Yeah. Like, it's just a fact, man. Like, something about what Dave did for that band, it, it, it was the final piece that made them what they were. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I I liked it out of the gate for some reason. Yeah, it wasn't until um I think their second it was Color in the Shape that really got me and Monkey Wrench. A fucking great album. That's a great song. Yeah, just that that kind of intensity there that that seemed more polished whereas uh, the first album was was a little more raw to me. I felt like and I was and I've talked about this how on on the show before how like production appealed to me growing up. The first one was raw because Dave did the whole thing. Exactly. Raw raw sound, a lo-fi sound. I didn't learn to appreciate that until, honestly, college and beyond. Uh, it was really my adulthood uh, where I started to explore the, that, that range of music. I, I grew up a pop kid and a pop rock kid. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, it took me a little while to come, get on to them, but they, they, they've just kind of been a staple of modern rock music and, and, and consistently put out good songs and, and never shied away from the rock, the heaviness. They've come back with harder albums. The first album had This Is A Call, yep, Big Me, mm-hmm. For All The Cows, yep. and I'll Stick Around. Yeah, You mm. weren't into that. Mm. Not at the time, no. I'll Stick Around was the one that did it for me, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, something about that one, man. This is the call was the one that probably got to me really finally I, I appreciated the most. Uh, but I still don't like Big Me. Something about Big Me and, wow. and, and some of their softer stuff, I did not like at the okay. time. And it never came back. And I have And I, have, I find that strange because I was very much the one that was normally into the heaviest shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was not huh. the stuff that I liked at the time. Okay. And it was the same it was the same time. Um I don't know if they were right around the same time or they're a couple years ago. So apart. you probably didn't like For All the Cows either. Uh, not as much, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I've come around to that one more. Okay. Uh, another song that's soft from a heavy band that, I, that it reminds me of is My Friends by Red Hot Chili Peppers. That was another one that was got really popular. I can't stand that fucking song. Because that song's not good. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Big but Me is good. Big Me is good. And it's a catchy little pop song, but it was kind of, I, I didn't, I wasn't into their kind of humor then. That, that wasn't what I was looking for. Okay. So, but but later I came around to it for fine, sure. Fine, Hilton. Fine. <laughs> and I still I still like their later stuff more than that album. Uh, I think that Wasting Light was one of the best albums they put out. Yeah, there's some good stuff on that. That's got White Limo, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that's another. That's a mostly heavy album too, isn't it? Uh, a lot of it's pretty heavy. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's up there with like Color and the Shape and yeah. some of their best. I think it's top three, easy. 
top four, top I, five, top ten. I mean, I think they've got ten, so it's top ten, easy. Well, do they have really? ten? Because I think Studio 666 said this was album ten they were working on. Sure. So, so I mean, top nine. Top nine for sure. <laughs> Def- definitely in with the a top bullet. nine. Top nine with a bullet. This movie looks fun, though. Uh, I'm it really does. Bored. It looks silly. It's not a theater movie for me, but I totally watch it at home one day. Hell no. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not risking that. Yeah. So there's things I'll risk the vid for because I'm at this point, I'm like double vaxxed, boosted. Holy shit. It seems inevitable almost. And uh, there's certain things where it, like I'm. it's pretty much shut the fuck down in our household. Like we it's work. We got to keep the fucking lights on. And then uh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's little things where I'm like, mm, maybe, maybe, maybe it'd be worth it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm still dying to see that new Spider-Man. And I was really hoping to go this weekend. I ain't going today. Yeah, man. I'm not sitting inside a room with strangers today. Screw that. Nah. But not for two hours. But right. Yeah. Double masked. I don't want to wear a mask for two hours. Yeah, who does? You know, the beauty when I saw Shang-Chi and when I saw Eternals, I went about seven weeks after they came out. And in both of those, on the first one, there was one other person in the theater. The other one, there was maybe four. In a big theater like that with four people, when the numbers are not skyrocketing like they are right now, no, I was fine. Took my mask off. I was just sitting there. Hell, I was hitting the vape in the damn theater, you know? Allegedly. You fucking sue me. (laughs) See what happens. They're not going to sue you. They're going to arrest you. Throw you in the gulag. In the gulag. In the goulash. (laughs) Throw me in some goulash. I could use a good soup. Um, (laughs) You're going to get pinched and thrown in the goulash. (laughs) Great, a meal. Um, Yeah, no, I... uh, but no, I'm not going to do that right now. Okay. Uh, wait, just since uh, since I got over here today, the new numbers came out in Tulsa. 10,000? Uh, 11,000 new 11, cases. 11,300 cases, 25 new deaths. 25 people died since yesterday uh, of this crap. God yeah. damn it. I don't, I, I know I know the other two Spider-Mans are in it. I, I don't have to see the movie today. Yeah, I'll, it's I'll be true. fine. It's true. Spider-Mans. I got lucky. I did risk it, but I shouldn't have. Yeah. But also, it wasn't quite as bad then. That's true. But I'm excited for Bel Air. I'm excited for 666. I'm not as excited for Bel Air, but I'll let people tell me about it. And then if it's worth it, I'll watch it. Get that That's kind of where I'm at. Of like, if it start, if it comes out and it starts getting like some, some traction and people are like, actually, it's pretty fucking good. Then I'll, then I'll give it a whirl. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, my, uh, my, my, my rope for a drama series yeah. is pretty short. I, uh, they don't have a lot of leeway with me. Yeah. They got to get uh, you quick. I, I can't think of like one that I like, uh, one drama. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe HBO stuff sometimes, but like, does that count? Yeah, no. Even that, I'm I'm only watching Insecure right now. That's probably technically a comedy. Yeah, well, I mean, most of the ones I'm talking about, there's usually a murder in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that murder. I do. I f- I love it. <sighs> love murder. What about corn? You like what corn? a weird thing to have said on a recording. Oh, uh, I hit that vape in the theater. Yeah, that's true. We're saying weird shit today. Yeah, we've both got uh, we've both got some very incriminating. Uh, this is the incriminating episode. Uh, incriminating sound bites. <laughs> there you go. Um, do you like corn? Uh, the vegetable? Yeah, sure. No, no, not do a like- fan. Do I like corn? K O backwards R N. Yeah, that's the one. Look, I got it. Look. There was there was a time. Look, <laughs> we've all made mistakes in our musical taste. Look, hey, I just admitted look. I wasn't into the first Foo Fighters album. 
Listen. We all make mistakes. There was a time. There was a time. Listen. <laughs> Hindsight is a real motherfucker, you know? Hind sound. <laughs> Hind, Hind, Hind sound. Hind sound is 50 60. It's really bad. Hind, um, Hind sound is 1200 bods. Listen. I did like them at a point. It's not good music. That is the perfect way to explain it. <laughs> I feel the same way about Boy Hits Car. Boy Hits Car is an early 2000s rap rock band. Okay. That are not good. Yeah. But I love them. Sure. They are fantastic. Okay. But they're not good. They're not good. But they are fantastic. Okay. Corn, uh, their rendition of Blind at Woodstock 99 is amazing. They are not a good band. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. They have a new song. Is it fun sometimes? Yes. Sure. Yeah. I'm was was that bass tone the first time we heard it like pretty fun? Here's the deal. Yeah. Here's the deal, Michael. A lot of people don't know how hard it was to be 21 years old and white in the year 2000. So many things to be mad about. It was so many things to be mad about. Sometimes I had to wait in a line for like a thing like if people got there before Ugh. me sometimes you would like like a girl and she didn't like you oh, back oh didn't like even though i liked her i liked you that's that's what? most of the transaction here. Uh, yeah i would tell them i liked them and it and was then, not reciprocated and then, Ugh. so much to be mad about oftentimes i would not get my way mhm mm what the fuck is that it makes you want to break Break some break stuff. Break stuff, and that's why Limp Biscuit was just so popular then. Limped Biscuit. Limped Biscuits. <laughs> Limped Bisquick. <laughs> Limp Nesquick. And Corn. Corn. Let's, let's and give it a shot. So Corn has a new song out called Forgotten. I'm, I like that. There's a little bit of a Q U corn. sound when you say that. Corn. Corn. That's that's it's, on purpose. Corn. It's like the opposite of popcorn. A lot of popcorn. Popcorn. Now it smells like popcorn. smells like popcorn. Popcorn. Uh, Quarn. Quarn's new new sing. Quarn sounds like a bartender on Star Trek. <laughs> um, <laughs> Another one, Quarn. <laughs> Quarn's new single for Guatin. For Whoa, hey, I like that. Let's let's give it a whirl. Oh boy, sounds exactly like I thought it would. Here come the vocals. Nope. This is the second single they've put out, apparently, from their upcoming album. It's okay. It's fine. It's not good. Fine. It sounds like every corn song that's ever existed. He's going to scream here in a minute. Oh, yeah. So sorry, corn fans. I don't mean to be. I don't mean to be rude. It's fine. It is fine. It's There's. Fine. No, it's not terrible. It's just not good. It's fine. 
fine. It's very formulaic, like I'll, you were saying. I need an angry song. I'll probably add it to my playlist. Just, Don't you dare. Just why the fuck not? <laughs> That's where I am right now. Just fuck it. Just fuck it. It's fine. Just put it on my playlist. Fine. I don't just, just, care. Just put it on repeat. You could just U2 me just on that fine. one. Just, just, just wake up and it's just, on your fucking iTunes. Just scream the chorus. Who gives a shit? Uh... Do I like music that's objectively this bad? Absolutely. Do I like music? Can anymore? you make an argument that some of the shit that I listen to is just as bad as this? Oh, worse. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It's fine. fine. It's fine. But it's fine. Does it make this better? It's fine. No. It's, it's a corn song. It's exactly what it's a, a corn, corn song. song. It's, it's exactly what corn should sound like. <laughs> There's guitar. Jonathan Gray, uh, Gravis. Jonathan Davis did his little gravelly voice. Then he did a screamy. <laughs> Jonathan Davis. Jonathan Davis did his screamy voice and his gravelly voice. All that was missing and his nasally voice in the beginning. In the beginning, there needed to be some part when the when the the heavy guitar kicked in. I needed some kind of him going like girl, like something like that. I needed that. Oh, that's disturbed. The ooh. It was that. It was Corn's version of that. I needed that. Uh, it's fine. It's I. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I love the new new uh, nihilistic Hilton. <laughs> uh, Muse is good though, right? I was a big fan of the first three albums. I think three or four. Uh, I I saw them live a couple of times. Good Muse, live shows. Are are they really great live shows? They seem good. Uh, Muse is an interesting band. I was on a cross-country trip with my cousin in, like, 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were bringing a new car uh, to my home here in Oklahoma after it had been purchased by my father out in, like, South Carolina. Whole story, me and my cousin driving cross-country. Middle of the night, we're driving through, like, Indiana or some shit, I don't fucking know. And a Muse song comes on the radio, but we didn't catch the name of the band. But we both thought it was a great song, but we caught it on the wrong half of the, the thing, so the... It ended and more songs played, and the DJ didn't say the name. This is back when there was radio, and the DJ had to right, tell right, you right. what you were listening to. And we didn't have fucking Shazam. Know, Shazam, exactly. And uh, so the DJ doesn't say the name of the song, and then so we don't know what song it is. All I know is that I really, really liked it. And then I didn't hear it again for five years. Wow. And then years later, I found out it was a Muse song. Uh-huh. And, and I'd already discovered them in other ways by that point on their subsequent album. So it was so neat to go back and find out that it was that song that, I, that had been lost in time to me was by this band that I had since learned about. And it was just such a neat thing. So they, they forever will hold a special place in my heart for that. Yeah, they uh, a big sound for a three-piece. They're only a three-piece. They are only a three-piece, my friend. Really big sound. The guitar player does all the vocals. Yeah, and that's compared to Quarn, which has 17 people in the band. That's Slipknot. Oh, my bad. That's, that's Slipquat. Slipquarn. <laughs> uh, so Muse has new stuff out. We'll listen to that. Let's see what this is about. There we go. Yeah. 
pretty formulaic as well, but I like it. And and here's what's different about it is is it it harkens to some of the things that we hear with Muse before. Uh, there's that contrast between soft and heavy. There's the kind the of... The beginning was very modernized version of Muse, I felt like, the very beginning. Yeah. And, and then it sort of, like, went into, like, what you're more used to. What we would expect... Shut up, phone! For, what we'd expect I wasn't them. talking to you. There was that kind of balance of soft and heavy, which which they do. But, yeah, but there was something... It was a slightly new take on it. Right. Whereas that corn song sounded so much like what I would expect a corn sound in a song, which is fine too. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying it's fine a million times. Is because the status quarn. St- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But this was musing it up, as it were. So Oh Jesus. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That was at least what made it um and, stand out. And honestly, I'm I'm digging my heels in that really it, it almost kind of made me even feel more fine with the previous song. Because there's going to be times <laughs> where I literally just want to hear corn, and there's going to be times where I want to hear something I new. I cannot right tell you the last time I just wanted to hear corn. <laughs> like, yeah, that's how you know probably 2003. Yeah. Yeah, no. Actually, I don't even know if I made it to the 2000s listening to Quarn. Maybe you did. No, I did. I definitely did. I'm not. I can't lie. Man. Well, we got uh, we got one more song to hear before the the day is through. Okay. Uh, Tell me about it. Uh, I, I I'm learning. I am but a student. Uh, I am hardly one who can uh, instruct others on this because apparently, supermodel Heidi Klum. Clum? Clum. Clown? Clown. Uh-huh. Clum. She got some uh, music? She has released music. Okay. Uh, but not on her own. Well, obviously. Uh, with Do you know ass- why? Because <laughs> she's not a Not singer. a fucking musician. <laughs> yeah. Supermodel. Uh, better than a regular model. Okay. But can not a singer. Not a, is she, well, I don't can fucking you, know. Apparently, okay. it's not even her first. This music is of, why it's not the, even her first single. I know, but this is where we differentiate just whether or not just because you can sing, or does that make you a singer? And should you be putting out music? Well, I can't answer that. You need to answer that. Why? Because you're because you're a musician. I you're of the musical persuasion. I was gonna say, you're and a even I struggle music. when I sometimes say like I'm a musician. I struggle saying that because that is not what I make my money. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, you're not a professional musician. Correct. But you're not. But you are a musician. I can play some instruments. Okay. 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 Because you're saying like you don't you don't perform. Right. You're not like. Can I sing? Yeah. Am I a singer? No. No. Well, that's true. That's true. You have been a musician. Correct. Yeah, you're not currently a musician. I'm a recovering musician. <laughs> you're a recovering musician. Uh, it was rough, Hilton. Yeah. Well, a man told me I was too fat to be a lead singer once. Well. I told you that, right? That that John Popper. Exception to the rule. Very fat man. Very big. And he was, oh, he used to be. I guess he slimmed down since then. But he, he was a singer. Yeah, but I could not wail on a mouth harp like that guy could. Uh, Chuck Berry was a, a heavy man. Charles Berry? Charles 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 I, Charles Bear. I don't think that's who you're thinking of. No. BB King, maybe. BB King. Yes. Chuck Berry was pretty fucking thin. Was he really? The Duck Walk guy. Chuck Berry doing the 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 Duck Walk. Oh, Johnny, be good. Oh, you're right. He was thin. My bad. <laughs> I was like, he's famously pretty thin guy. Maybe I'm thinking of BB King. Yeah. I think you're thinking of BB King. 
Uh, there's 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 many heavy singers. That's very silly. Oh sure, that's yeah, very silly. Oh yeah. sure, but yeah. this is definitely when the music industry and both of those examples yeah. are prior to the the two thousands wave of these sort of uh, commercialis like well not commercialization that started a long time ago but the the you couldn't just be good you had to be pretty. And if you were pretty enough, you didn't even have to be good. That that became the new in the two thousands. Yes. Yeah. Well, pop music really, uh, especially with the ruined the, everything, man. With the rise of the internet and the kind of like instant pop star, you know. Yeah, it, and it was the it Americans' was, it, Idol also did not help. Well, and it was the music industry itself. It stopped. It stopped. It, like a lot of uh, capitalist things, and and I used to wear a t shirt back in the day that said "Capitalism kills art," and I still very much stand behind that. Sure, uh, I love that phrase, and I think it's very true. Uh, and 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 this is an example of it because the music industry started realizing that, look, uh, people want something to look at. Yeah, and then that started becoming more important than any of the substance was the marketability. Of of the package, yeah. you know, uh, and and that's when you know you started getting a lot more of like, uh, you know, the pop stars with with fucking twelve credited songwriters, you know, for one fucking pop song yeah. that has I don't know maybe thirty lines of lyrics, tops definitely did not require seven people to write, yeah, let alone twelve. Uh, so back to Heidi Klum, recording artist. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe we have hit... Uh, a... I would love to see the total amount of songwriters credited on this song. Right. Well, and this one has Snoop Dogg on it. As well as Wedding Cake. Which is a fine strain of marijuana. I don't Love know. Wedding Cake. Not sure about its songwriting Love Wedding shops. Cake. Love Ice Cream Cake. Ice Cream Cake's good. Gelato Cake. Love them. Love them. Ice Cream Cake, Gelato Cake, same fucking thing. Is, it, it, it. is Wedding Cake a, a sativa or an indica? Oh, that's an indie, baby. An oh, for sure. Well, well, let's find out how Wedding Cake is as a musician alongside Snoop Dogg and, of course, Indica Dominant. Heidi Klum. Depending on your argument. Klum. Clown. Give me some sound. Winter, it's up. It's up, baby. It's up. Uh. The fuck? 37 white men wrote this song and Snoop Dogg also participated. Ready, set, stand, will the light be? You know it's lit when it's Snoop Dogg and Heidi. The walk mean, fierce, feisty girl, you're hot and you're sweet like chai tea. You say I'm always hot. We keep that on the low. Poo poo. One day on the runway, you can let it go. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to, for the listeners, Hilton has full-on middle school taking a nap on the desk, head in the folded arms, checked out of this song. Is it because you can't believe how good it is? <laughs> I. Is it because you just cannot believe how good it came out? I just... The finished product, baby. Chef's kiss. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. I can't. It's bad. I can't. 
It, I mean, it's, she sounded fine, and the reason she did was a lot of production. It's, it's, it, would, it would have been, listen, it was, it's the best song Kylie Minogue wrote in 2004. <laughs> there was a lot of effects on her voice, Hilton. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of layered like, filters and effects. Yeah, that, that voice was so computer manipulated, it could have read a Charlie Brown Christmas I mean, it was, as Sally. It was basically Max Headroom. Uh, it's. I mean, listen, is it better than the corn song? Is it worse than the corn song? I just. I would argue it's. Man, these. Do I want to even make that argument? It's. It, it's. It's if Heidi Klum and Snoop Dogg wrote a corn song, <laughs> but they didn't write it. No, when it's. I'm not on enough wedding cake to have listened to that song. <laughs> I need, I'm going to need more wedding cake. I need another slice of wedding cake, <laughs> right? please. <laughs> gonna, it's just, I, I just, I, here, okay, so I, I, I do. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So here. We I, have both turned uh, Leo Getz a couple we, times we, in this episode. We are Lethal Weapon doing it all the way through. And three, baby. And three. And, and for all, and all, all of, yeah. once he was in the cast, they were like Danny Glover and Mel Gibson, who? This is Leo this is the Joe Pesci movie. show, yes. co-starring Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Yeah, uh, Daniel Glover. Oh man, I, uh, you know, uh, <sighs> Heidi, just you know what, you do you, girl. Keep- Listen, when you're already super fucking rich and famous for, for the thing, like, just do the thing. Dude, dude, you know what? Fuck it. You know what? That's not fair. Do whatever That's not you, fair. Do whatever the fuck you want, It's honey. not fair. She can do whatever she wants. It's not fair to say that just because you're famous for one thing, you can't do the other artistic endeavor that you might have passion for. Yeah. Because it, a famous example of that was um, River Phoenix. His true passion was music, but he was... Better. He was good at acting, and he got really famous for acting. Yeah, but that's he really true. wanted to be a musician. Yeah. So... I apologize. That was terrible of me. That's true. That's true. That was quite bad of me. However, the song is not good. It's it's fine. It's fine. He's oh um. Ow! I I don't. I just got my comeuppance. Yeah. It's uh, instant karma delivered straight from the table to my knee. The table is a Heidi Klum fan, and, and it really just told me to and, fuck myself. And and also is a closet corn fan. So I love corn. Don't talk about corn <laughs> that way. They're so good. They're I'm so in corn, corn and teen. And, and listen, God damn it. listen, Heidi Klum is doing something new. You know, corn is making new music. Muse is making new music. Can we put new music in quotation marks around corn, though? Because that really was just a, a fucking repackaged. Uh, I mean, it was the same thing that they do often, but a band having a sound is fine. True. God. Hilton. A band is allowed to have a sound. Fuck you. And, so mad at you right I, now. And I deserve it. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I deserve it, and it's fine. But you know the what? The hardest we've ever fought during an episode. Is this it? We should fight more. I hear conflict is what brings the viewers around. It's true. It's hot. It's because must-see TV. It's because they don't know if we're going to make it to episode 200 or wherever we are now. 14? Sure. Yep. Uh, Firestarter's coming back. The movie? Yeah, they're making a new one. Are well, they going to do it? Is it going to be a movie, or are they going to do series by it? I guess. Okay, no, it says film. Yeah, it's Bloomhouse. Doesn't Bloomhouse always do movies? They are, yeah, more movie, I think. And they do, like, extreme horror and stuff, right? Horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corn. I'm down for it. I mean, I'll see it, obviously, but 
man, it would be nice to like see another like new story. Well, America. and I mean, we haven't done Firestarter in thirty years, forty years. It was like eighty-two. But we did do it already. Yeah, but I mean, the only people that remember it are like you and me, and the other no. uh, other elderlies, the other elders, <laughs> the other elder millennials, or fuck, or or we Gen Xers. <laughs> are we baby Gen Xers or elder millennials, bro? I don't even. I I don't know. I don't know. But it's so hard. But have you seen Firestarter? I, I have seen Firestarter. Drew Barrymore, seven Correct. years old, sets stuff on fire, mm-hmm. then does drugs mm-hmm. for 20 years. That's America's sweetheart. America's sweet kid. Yeah. Maybe maybe don't make kids be fucking adults at seven. Hey, in apparently she, this says that she's going to be an executive producer. Oh, good. So she's still on board with it. She's, she's, I like that, that these, these stars own the properties that they were part of. They take ownership of like. Nope. This is the dumb wording of the sentence. Oh. Martha De Laurentiis, who was an associate producer on the 1984 film that starred Drew Barrymore as Charlie, will oh, executive produce. Okay, so okay, but but an associate producer from the original is involved. Okay, so at least someone from the original project is involved. Sure, that's interesting. We, we I'll be curious to see what, if any, that uh, has on the final product. Maybe for some continuity. Yeah, who continuity who or or just a, a real appreciation for the source material. Fair. You know, I. Which at this point, too, I mean, this is a, a novel from the late 70s. It was turned into a movie in the 80s. Does anyone care if it's authentic to the source material? Ooh, how problematic was that novel? Steven, oh, and just the fact that it was from the 70s? Oh, no, I'm just wondering because there's always... I feel like every Stephen King book that I've read after seeing the movie has had a lot of stuff that wasn't in the movie that I'm like, oh, yeah, probably a good thing they didn't put that part in the movie because that was fucked up. Oh, really? Okay. I uh, I don't know that I ever read the book, so I can't speak to that. Fair enough. Yeah. You know what I do want to read? Which one? The source material for Maximum Overdrive. Uh, that was just a script. Uh, that was never it a was book. based on no, it was based on a short story. Was it? That was written by Stephen King. That was apparently very short. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe I used to read a lot of King. I don't. I have it in forever. Yeah, see. it's not like it's definitely not a book. Yeah. No. Yeah. Look up maximum overdrive source material, maybe. Mm. Oh, oh, on, on trucks, uh, which that's right from Night Shift. And so, do you know about trucks? Uh, I don't remember it. I've read most, if not all, of Night Shift, but I don't know if I remember anything about it. It talks about some strangers trapped in a truck stop diner after some uh, trailers or semi trailers and other large vehicles are brought to life by an unknown force. And they start killing people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then an ATM machine calls Stephen King an asshole. Honey, this ATM just called me an asshole. That's such a great moment in the movie. It really is. And then the, uh, what's your, we've, I think we've talked about this before. Do you have a favorite kill from that movie? I don't remember the movie well enough. To Mine have. was the soda machine. Okay. Yeah. The, the soda machine. Like shooting stuff at him. Shoots a soda out of the bottom of it with yeah. such force that it impales and kills a man. I don't know if you know the mechanics of a soda machine. There a it lot of- works only on gravity. No, a lot, no, there's there's a there's a gun. There is not a mechanism within that machine hydraulic force that could launch anything. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of people out of the bottom. See, that's a misnomer. Uh, a lot of places when they install their soda machines don't install the launching business. The t-shirt cannon that's <laughs> 
the launching piston is an important integral. part of the soda machine. Everybody leaves it out of the box. They're like, we're not going to need this dumb fucking part. Uh, well, it, it's, it's a lot of people don't know when you buy a soda machine for your convenience store or movie theater, uh, they sell it either A, with launching piston or B, without. They were and like, the without, it's like a $75 I've always wondered savings. why when we opened the box, there was that part that had all the warning labels all over it. <laughs> that and means... Like, Tape around it. Yeah, you spent too much. You got it with the launching piston. Mm. You don't want that. I just threw it away. Yeah, so. yeah. That was a really funny one. Uh, it was of of the fucking things that happened in that movie. It was like probably one of the most unbelievable. Yeah, like the kitchen knife, the electric knife coming to life and cutting the lady's foot was way more believable. Okay, man, you remember a lot about that movie. I've seen that movie a lot of times. Really, a lot of times, a lot of times. Hilton, when I was a kid, I was an only child and I did not have a lot of friends in my neighborhood or that were close enough to play with without having to have somebody like be driven somewhere. Yep. Right? Yep. So I spent most of my time watching movies. Yeah. A lot of movies. Yeah. Yep. I think I watched a lot more TV shows. I know a lot more 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 cartoons, more maybe more video games too. Big Nintendo kid growing I up. I did all of those things. Yeah, why don't I don't know the movies as well as you do. I don't either. Maybe just too much weed in college. Fair. Since college. See, I think my the the weed just took the other things out of my memory. It just took the math and the science. The important thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. It was like, I'll leave you the maximum overdrive trivia. Yeah. yeah. But I'm taking fucking algebra. Seems about right. Yeah. Oh, dude, you want to hear something fucking embarrassing? I do. When I when I tried to go back to college uh the second time. Okay. Uh I tried. I realized that um, my math was so poor. I had to basically take like a, a placement test, essentially. You know, that was like, okay, where where are you after X amount of years out of being out of school? You know, that sort of thing. Uh, as far as like my basics, right? Anyway, whatever. They were like, uh, you have to do like basic math, like the beginning. Yeah, right? sure. And then I went up in there and like, bro, I forgot what. PEMDAS was. I'm sorry, say that last word again? PEMDAS. PEMDAS? Parentheses, exponents, division, multiplication. Oh, it's the order of operations. I forgot it that it completely existed, right? Yeah. And so uh, that was a real real moment for me um, when I felt uh, probably the dumbest, if not among the dumbest I've ever felt. I bet. In my life. That's rough. But that's really just, uh, that's, you know. I felt teeny, teeny, tiny, Helen. Teeny, tiny. Well, it's just a good example of how something that you maybe didn't learn super well to begin with then just wasn't used in your normal life, you know? And, and not to suggest that you didn't use math. You worked in the service industry. You used a shit ton of math. But it oh, was, but it's just, it's 100% addition, subtraction. Exactly. Order yeah. of operations didn't matter because all you, you well, everything you were dealing with was more money or less If there money. was a fucking parentheses or an exponent involved with, you know, get making fucking change for a pizza. Yeah. Like I would have walked out immediately. The parentheses <laughs> was when your boss texted you and he said that you have to come in tomorrow. Parentheses, because Jim is out. Mm-hmm. You know that was parentheses. It had nothing to do with numbers. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, never. There was never an exponent. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, and 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 I remember. So order of operations. Hilton, I can make your change immediately if you you give me a number. I'll tell you. What Nobody can make me change. And, that's why. I'm, that's why I'm divorced. I'm sorry. <laughs> Monetary. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I can do that. I can do that math almost instantly. Yeah. However, anything beyond that, 
uh, my brain sh- sort of shuts down. Well, I thought I goes, remembered. This is too hard. When you are dealing with something that has addition and multiplication, you're supposed to, I think, do the multiplication first? Yes. Okay. PEM. It's after exponents. And I thought it was left to right. And this very recently, I got I got kind of schooled. Not necessarily because I saw a thing, and I was confident. And I I have that thing where maybe you do this too as a, as an adult, where you think, oh, I know that. Uh huh. I remember that, no doubt in my mind. I know that. And someone had to be like, no, 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 you're doing that wrong. Yep. And I was I had to real and I double checked it. and I googled it, and and now sure enough, and I'm like, well, fuck, how long have I been carrying around that bad info? And how many times has it not mattered? Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. All of the times. Yeah. All of the times. Yeah, yeah. Not a time in my life was somebody like, PEMDAS this shit right now, or your firstborn dies. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> doesn't happen. There's no math. And then, you know, your firstborn. Honestly, there is a, there is a legitimate argument about um, the real useful parts of high school being removed and only the least useful parts remaining you know, uh, shop classes gone, uh, home ex gone, yeah. um, you know, those things that are actually 100% useful in adult life yeah. to almost everybody, yeah. those are gone. How to cook, how to, gone. How to do basic work around the gone. house. But you bet your ass tools. you better fucking learn geometry, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, school system's a little screwed. Oh, and on purpose too, and that's the worst part. Um, but anyways, that's for a different show. There's a different show. We need that show. Yeah. Meetings might be happening, but what do we have here? Elvira, talk Elvira. a little bit about. We talked about how she came out a couple months back. Yeah, uh, revealed that she had had a partner for many years. Absolutely, uh, and that the the love uh, kind of. Uh, pinup icon Elvira, uh, who has been a hung up on the walls of, of young, horny, straight men for many, many years, uh, may not quite be looking for them. Uh, and, and obviously, that shouldn't be a big deal. This is a fictional character. We're talking about the real world uh, sexuality being revealed of a fictional character. Uh, Patricia. Uh, what, uh, is that her first name? Was it Patricia? Is it Peterson. Oh, Cassandra uh, Peterson. Cassandra Peterson. Uh, Cassandra Peterson was revealing that she was gay. Elvira, of course, is a character who yeah. who hosts scary movies. Yeah, and, and did a, one movie. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's just a kind of a fun pinup theme. Listen, so but big boobs are very powerful, Hilton. Well, yeah, well, but, and <laughs> sexual fantasy as something that can be marketed has has been a very real part of pop culture over the last 50 years. Oh, 100%. And and the characters as soon as they figured out how how much money boobs made. And how much and it money, goes even further back, you know, and how they could walk the line against people's concern over prurient interest. Mm-hmm. You know how marketers and capitalists found a way to sell sex in a climate that was still coming to terms with accepting sex True. through the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 80s 90s and today. You know, it's been a uh, an Elvira as the character Elvira. came up, the way that she was a, a spooky character, she was kind of in themed with um, goth. with goth or Halloween or, yes. or, or, or the macabre. Uh, and they got away with that in, uh, around the same time that characters like Morticia Adams were created. You know, another kind of a sleepy, sexy character. Macabre's a great word, it's isn't good. it? Mm-hmm. Macabre's a great one. Um, but they used that kind of otherworldliness to make the sex acceptable. Sure. It was okay that she had big boobs and a low cut top because she was the mistress of the dark, right? You know, and it, it had a kind of an appeal uh, in its. She gives the dark times. 
little spankings. <laughs> she, the dominatrix of the dark. That's right. <laughs> Dominating that dark. Um, <laughs> dark's been a bad boy. Oh. Uh, but uh, so definitely. Get on your knees, you old doggy. So it's fascinating. It's fascinating to see how she, she kind of helped our society come to terms with sex, come to terms with sexuality. Uh-huh. And now. But now a bunch of old, dumb, fucking straight dudes are mad. I'm mad because I don't have a theoretical chance in my dumb fuck brain to maybe one day fuck Elvira. Get the fuck out of here. Well, and it's an interesting thing because, you know, as much as, you know, we've talked about her age a little bit this episode, but as 40 years old, uh, Elvira is a character who was on my periphery. Uh, Her heyday was not, uh, you know, in the last 20 years. It was was before that. and, And really, even by the time that I was aware of who she was, she was hosting the late night movie on AMC. You know, she was Mm kind of relegated to kind of a, past her prime kind of character you know she was kind of a um something from a little bit before my time yeah um but so that means that the fans the ones that have followed her this whole time are probably what maybe 10 or 20 years older than us yeah i mean it does say horny old men yeah and and you got to remember that those men uh are probably not as open-minded i'm neither horny or old you are very much old uh we are both old we need to accept that yeah. And the only reason we're not horny is because we're we're getting old, and and we're just you know that's just kind of yeah that just you know. Does so. that mean that we get horny again, like later as you get older? Like when do you become the horny old man? Um, I think we may avoid it because you have a, a satisfying int- intimacy with your your wife and your family life here, and uh, you know I just um, em- embrace my hedonism, and, mm-hmm. and and I'm just a just a sexy. So you're sexy, a horny old man. I'm a, no, I'm a sexy bachelor. Oh. I'm not a horny old man because my, my, my hormones are in check, my friend. Ho- that is a horny old that is, bachelor. That is a special experience for me and a treasured partner. Not something that I give unto the but public. But where does the word old fit in there? <clears throat> uh, well, we're both old. We're real old. Just 40s. That's <laughs> only getting older, buddy. Just, just our irrelevance is growing by the minute. It's not nice. Anyway, um, a bunch of these old dickheads unfollowed her yeah. and made a whole thing about it. And every last one of them should probably fuck right off. Well, and she's talking about how, you know, when she came out, it was about uh, a way for her gay fans, for the, the, the followers who are in the LGBTQ community, to have a little representation in the public eye. Yes, it was her saying, out of my entire fucking career, you've had all of it. Now I want to let some of it be for these people. Yeah, exactly. Or, or at least be known well, that, yeah. it's, that it's also for them. Yeah, yeah. By by the way, this... this How dare you? Yeah. So so good good for her uh, for coming out, and good for her for letting us know about this, because it's, it's a good reminder that, listen, man, you can still fantasize about Elvira. You know, she, she's still, you were never gonna fuck her anyway. She's well, and she's still a knockout who was proud to share her sexiness with the public. Mm-hmm. That's a cool thing. That's a cool and 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 well. And here's another thing about why you know that the horny old man part of it is is what is part of what makes it so fucking shitty is that these misogynistic fucking assholes and the the way their brains work usually. Like if she would have come out and said, "I've been by this whole time." They'd have been all fucking for it because in the back of their brain, there's still a chance. It wasn't writing it off yet. Because at the end of the day, every single bit of their disappointment and anger is because it's about them. It's a narcissist. It's thing. about them. Because, the, and, and really, the way that you should, it's, we, and, and part of that is why we she have a problem. She and nothing she does is for you. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and that's part of why we have a problem with sex work and with sex workers because we're Absolutely. not appreciating it for what it is, where 
angry with it for what it's not being for us. I mean, this is so. So we live in a world where 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 the the human body is, is encouraged to be covered up. Where there's still so many people and so many beliefs that would say that that our bodies and our sexuality are a shameful thing. And then we've got people like Elvira who glam it up, Elvira. put on this costume, uh, show off their assets in a way to say, "Hey, you know what? Fine, she really big boobs." Yeah. And she was happy to show them off. She was the dark look. How she, the fuck do you give that woman she, a hard time? She was the be nice to her. She was Dolly and and Elvira, yeah. the yin and the yang of giant breasts in in our adolescence. There are people in our world who are going to publicly share their 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 sexuality and their sexiness with you, and you're going to give them a hard time. Wouldn't it be great? What if, a dick move. Wouldn't it be great if tomorrow Dolly came out and was like, "Guess what? I was a lesbian the whole time." No, what I love about Dolly is that she doesn't. No one knows what her husband looks like. Yeah, that she keeps that real private. Uh, and you know, of course, her her natural hair color isn't blonde. She wears wigs, and she really makes it a point to not ever be seen out of you know quote unquote costume and out of makeup. She doesn't break kayfabe. <clears throat> yeah, so that she can still have her private life. Mm-hmm. You know, she's another example, and she kind of went the other way. And and honestly, as just a straight Midwestern woman, it's not like she has to shout who she is from the hilltops. Representation's fine for the straight folks. You know, we don't need to see they don't need to see another uh, another straight lady. But um, <clears throat> she found a way to kind of keep her private life private. And I think that's just another neat example of 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 that too. And 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 Dolly's a great example of of when we forget is a kayfabe, as you call it. Her and Elvira have a lot in common. Dolly's just the you know the Tennessee Midwestern. You know, you know, lavish. Uh, you know what plantation lady? I don't fucking know what. What she kind of looks like a rich Southern white woman to me. I don't. I don't know what the style is, but you know, it's it's a it's an act. Uh, it's an act. It's a it's a a theme. It's a motif. You know, just like Elvira, just not as obvious. Yeah. You know, and I love it. I love all of it. So, <laughs> so good for you, Elvira. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for being sexy with whoever you're gonna be sexy with. And if you're mad about it, fuck off. Die mad, man. Die mad. Who yeah. cares? Who cares anymore? Who cares anymore? Another one to file under die mad. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know who Olivia Culpo is. She's a model. She's not a supermodel like Heidi Klum. But she hasn't been given her super. She hasn't got superpowers yet. She hasn't gotten her Snoop Dogg duet yet. Uh, uh, Olivia Culpo. Yeah. Olivia Culpo. She hasn't been bitten by the radioactive spider that makes her a supermodel. No. She has I guess she's been bitten by the the the, the hot spider cuz she was she's she's super good looking and she was wearing next to nothing trying to get on a plane and they wouldn't let her get away with that. They were like, "No, you got to put on a sweater." Now, here's one of the reasons this is immediately infuriating yeah. is the amount of nasty nasty naked fucking feet. Yeah, you see on an airplane. So let me let's real quick. She was getting on a flight out of like Cabo San Lucas or some shit, and she was told she has to cover up more. She was wearing a bralette, some little shorts, and she's a, wearing and a biker, cardigan, biker shorts, which are halfway down the thigh. Yeah, these are not fucking booty shorts. No, she they're she, covering most half of her thighs and all of her she's butt got a, crotch and half of her waist, and she's got a long drapey cardigan over everything. You know mm-hmm. that, that I assume, and it's cold on planes, so you got to assume at some point she's gonna be all bundled up. Absolutely. But yeah, she's she's wearing a bralette, which mm-hmm. uh, is a term I didn't hear a lot because I don't have any boobs. And um, well, I don't either, Hilton. But a, I know what a bralette is. It's so it's a bra. It's like essentially and a I'm slightly even more covering less gay bra. Than you, and I know what a bralette is. Yeah, that's true. You're, well, it's, well, even gay, I, I still don't wear a lot of bras. But the uh, 
apparently covers a little bit more than a regular bra, and you can wear it as outerwear. Absolutely. Yeah, I looked that up on Google. That's what mm-hmm. I do when, I, when it comes to women's fashion. I just Google it. Mm-hmm. I just Google it. Mm-hmm. And it says you can wear that. But but the airline was like, no, you can't. So they made her put on a, like a hoodie or something. Right. Now, so the bralette apparently goes against the dress code. Yeah. But nasty, corn-infested, feet. yellow-toed. The bare feet on the plane thing is crazy. <clears throat> That's perfectly acceptable. That's, yeah. Why is that okay? What about, okay, so here's my question. Do you think if you're wearing socks, is it acceptable to take your shoes off on a plane? Man. Because that used to be my thing. When I would go to, I'd go to, I used to travel to Florida about once or twice a year, and I always, once I got in my seat, I'd kick off them shoes, because for the next two hours, I'm just chilling. I would never in a million years take my shoes off on a plane for one reason and one reason only, and I know I have foot odor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean... If you are super fucking sure that there is not a chance in a the world, order. yeah, maybe. But even then, you would, and, and that's, I don't like it. And you're really coming at that someone who who has had an issue with food odor, foot odor. See, I, I, mm-hmm. in, at least in recent years, I know that I, I, I don't believe that I have. But of course, obviously, now this that we're talking about it, I'm a little concerned. This is something I apparently you, grew into because I never had foot odor as, really? as as a child, as an adolescent, as a young adult. And maybe I do. I, you can be you can be nose blind. But as an old, oh no, I can smell it. No, I mean, I, I guess I'm saying I could be nose. Blind. Oh, 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 right. In gen- the general yeah. you, I, I'm like, yeah. I am not nose blind to my foot odor. Yeah. Okay. I definitely smell it. I when I was a younger man, I once had a friend who was not allowed to take his shoes off in my home mm-hmm. because it was so it was, it was extreme. I promise I won't take my shoes off in your home. I, I've never once had that issue with you. It's not extreme. Never once. It's it's enough you. to where like if I were to kick my shoes off in front of me right now, I would be able to smell it, and it would make me super self conscious. You'd be conscious about it, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so someone on a plane would obviously smell it because they would be right the fuck here, <laughs> right? <laughs> because yeah. those seats are very close to one another. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah really I just are. don't. If you're on a plane, if you're on a uh, public transit of any kind. Keep your shoes Keep on. Keep your shoes on. Yeah. And and likewise, don't wear uh, open toe shoes. It's not a time for your sandals. <clears throat> it's really not, to be honest. Yeah, I know you have to take them off to go through security and whatever, but that's what slip-ons are for. I, I guess, and I guess I'll make an exception. You know, some women wear primarily open toe shoes, and but I, I, I would assume there's more leeway for that. But even then, I don't want you taking them off. And and and, <laughs> and yet your shit better be in order. Like, for sure. Like if you're if you're in such a tight space, I hope the nails are trimmed. You better not see any funkiness going on. Calluses in check. You know, yeah, yeah. men too. Yeah, and that's the other thing too is, is is and it's probably a stereotype on my part, but I would have less confidence in men taking the proper time for foot care. Now, here's the thing about my feet. Shoes. I know I have foot odor, but I do not have unattractive feet. I yeah. do not have gross gangly feet. Yeah. My feet are taken care of, Hilton. Yeah. Okay, I was a soft boy as yeah, a young child. You were child. a soft boy. I was not a a barefoot outside in the woods child. You had manicured nails. You had you had soft pads on you know, the bottom of your feet. Oh, oh, Hilton, I still do. Pampered. Still do. Fucking pampered. Still do. Fantastic. Absolutely. I love it. For Baby you. feet. That's great. So soft. It's good. So, so soft. So technically, if great could, to play footsie with. We just get that odor under control. Your shit could be loose and free on a plane. Loosey goosey. It's fucking fancy. Long. But you know what? I'm not going to do that. You know why? Because it's not acceptable. Not acceptable. All right. But listen, as long as your naughty bits are covered, your, your downstairs naughty bits, your upstairs naughty bits, I don't care what you're wearing. My, I, I guess, yes. My bigger point is. You should have left Miss Culpo alone. 
Maybe absolutely they should have. Yeah. But also, if you're going to say that you have quote unquote a dress code, quote unquote, yeah. But it does not include put your fucking feet away. You don't have a dress code. You don't have a dress code. You got a problem with tits. Every like dress code is like no shirt, no, no shoes. shoes. That's no number service. two. That's not, that's the two. Yeah. Yeah. So they're gonna give her shit about a shirt. I want to see them giving shit about shoes. 100%. 100%. Put your money where your mouth is, American Airlines. Yeah. Olivia, we got your back, honey. All day long. Yeah, wear what you want. I mean, it's... She we, had a fucking cardigan on Hilton, and look how big and baggy it is. It's super baggy. Like, like, the, and you know, and, and, and yeah, that's she's wearing what looks like a bra, so people are going to stare. But this woman probably is used to people staring at her. She has probably stopped giving a fuck about that a long time ago. And that's also not American Airlines' problem to deal with. Boom. (laughs) The mic has been dropped. Right? All right. What else we got? Ah, Olivia. We hope you're doing all right. She's beautiful. You're a knockout, honey. Do your thing. Soap Uh Dish. Do you remember Soap Dish? Very little. I do remember having seen this movie. I liked this movie. Yeah. This was one I saw a couple times. Mm -hmm. Sally Field, Kevin Kline, Whoopi Goldberg... Uh, great cast. Uh, Elizabeth Shue, Kathy Moriarty, Cherry Hatcher, Robert Downey Jr., Kathy and Jimmy Carey Fisher's in it. <clears throat> Gary, and Gary Marshall. Great movie. Uh, funny movie, and they're talking about making a series out of it. Uh-huh. But I completely forgot the pinnacle, the, the big reveal at the end of the movie is now one of these things that is we realize is really offensive. Uh-huh. Um, Can you... Spoilers. Yes. We'll get into this Go movie. ahead. It's a 20-year-old movie, 20-year-old movie about a <clears throat> behind-the-scenes... 30-year-old movie, Hilton. I'm a very old. I'm a very old man. This is a 30-year-old film. Very old men talking about opinions like old men. 30-year-old movie uh, set behind the scenes of a daytime talk show mm-hmm. and the shenaniganery that's happening <laughs> as one of the aging stars is... I don't know why that word tickled me. It's a good one. Coming to terms with her age... Uh, but and trying to fight for her relevance, whereas as we know in Hollywood, as people age, especially women, oftentimes they're forced out of projects, forced out of the limelight, and this is happening to Sally Fields, Sally Fields' character, uh, and and shouldn't be, of course. <clears throat> so, that made me laugh a lot. And then it's about the interpersonal relationships with her, her ex husband Kevin Klein, the daughter she gave up for adoption, Elizabeth Shue, and the other characters on the show. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, at the end of the show, Kathy Moriarty plays the antagonist that is trying to take over the show and, and help push Sally Field out. At the end of the movie, Kathy Moriarty is kind of um, defeated when it is revealed that she is actually a trans woman and was born uh, a man. A, as a man. Uh, in 1991, uh, just like we saw in another popular movie from around that time, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Uh, the Which lo- was a, a, had nods to... The Crying Game. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, was these movies... Isn't that the movie? The Crying Game? The Crying Game, yeah. It did, okay. have, it did have now The Crying Game in there, sure. To when, when, when he found finds out that he ki- was kissing a woman who... A trans woman. Correct. Uh, you know, they, they, they used the trans experience for humor. Um, and uh, unfortunately, we were kind of all on board. You know, we didn't realize the experience. And, and unfortunately, the, the story uh, of trans men and women had not really been told from their perspective. And we, oh, absolutely not. You're we, right. We didn't know the struggle. We didn't know what it was like for these people to live their lives going through this um, experience of not being who they thought they should be. So it was seen as just kind of a choice that people made. And because of that, it was kind of played for laughs. Uh, and now, knowing what we do, 
to go back and be like, yeah, holy fuck, that's kind of cruel. Terrible. The idea of, uh, uh, of an actress who had had success on a TV show suddenly being revealed as trans for the sake of mockery um, and, and for the sake of, of to victimize her would now... Well, now, unfortunately, would be uh, politically argued on the cable news shows. But it should technically be a terrible thing. It is a terrible thing. Exactly. It is a terrible thing and, 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 and should be seen as such. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> now this conversation is being had with the talk of turning this movie into a TV show, especially with the Whoopi Goldberg character, the one who makes the reveal about Kathy Moriarty's character. This as- is a pretty easy workaround if, if you're a writer. Yeah? Absolutely. What do you think? All you have to do is find another way for her career to be ruined. Yeah. And have being transgender have nothing to do with it. Right, yeah. <clears throat> you could feasibly say that it came out and the public went, oh, okay, cool, fine. Or the character could just be openly trans from the fucking jump. Yeah. And nobody says boo about it. Yeah. Because why? Well, and... I mean, I'm, that's just an argument I'm making as a writer, like... If you're trying to remedy, you're trying to both work around what happened while still trying to do the property. Uh, and, and you know, if you want to make a statement, that what better way of saying, like, we're just going to make that character trans and everybody knows it from the jump and they don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, you know, or don't make them trans at all and make have it have nothing to do with it and then or, you know it's just a person that you're they're trying to ruin their career for whatever reason is in the script or or and so this is supposedly set later so you could even feasibly have Whoopi Goldberg's character remorseful just yep. have her simply be like oh yeah you know recovering from doing what she realizes was a terrible thing she thought she was helping. Oh, if you're talking about if the story takes place after this happened and yeah. it's like a, a carrying on which i believe it is oh okay i thought it was going to be like a re a re uh, reimagining, but even if it continues, you could just have 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 her be like, "Yeah, I am trans. Fuck you," you mm-hmm. know. And then the, the the public gets on board. You know, you don't have to. Continuity can be changed. We can go ahead and just say things played out a little differently. For fuck's sake, Clue had three different endings. At this point, I would. <laughs> you know? you, at this point, you would think that good writers would just look at it as a great challenge of like, okay, well, you know what? How do we fix this? And that cast, I love that cast. And the idea and by fix, I don't just mean make it work. I mean fix it in a broader sense of like both make it work for continuity, but but also make work towards making amends. Yeah, there, there's a way that you can you can have your characters learn a lesson, and in in doing so, you can show the public that the writers learn the lesson, and that it's okay to take lessons. Yeah, and and for fuck's sake, you know. We see so many examples of this. You know, I mentioned Ace Ventura, which is one of the biggest comedies of all time and, and was the launching pad of and one of the, the biggest stars. Exact same thing. And it did the same thing with Sean Young's character. And you know what? We like I like we said, we were all on board back then and we were wrong. Let's Absolutely. Just, let's just fucking call we it. We thought out. it was so funny and it is very much not. And we just didn't get it. Right. And, and it's okay to not get things. It's okay to grow. And if we think that was the last time that we're going to do something awful by accident or realize that we did without knowing that's another thing like this isn't like the ace ventura thing is is an example of realizing that you did something very wrong and you didn't know how wrong it was exactly you can learn you can grow and it's okay because honestly let's be honest in five years we may be doing something wrong that we realize in 10 years that's right so we got to be ready for the lessons of the future by learning the lessons of the past and accepting that we have to learn lessons. Absolutely. You know? The biggest part of, of, of any 
any amount of, of growth that I've done as an adult has been in realizing how terrible I used to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we talked uh, off mic, and we started the mic, uh, you know, talking about uh, uh, how, how much uh, it is easy to want to Menendez Brothers, your parents. <laughs> uh, and we talked off mic about how those feelings are part of a challenge for, for me and for anyone that's dealing with parents in, in, in trying to learn and grow and have a good relationship with them. Right. And, and we also talked about how, uh, you know, some of the, the bad reactions we have to things that are definitely more on us than the people around us yeah. and how we can do, do better. You got to turn inward, you got to look inside and you got to find ways to improve yourself and, and in doing so, uh, help improve the lives of everyone around you. Yeah, and by this we're saying read Dianetics. Exactly. And take a class, yep. take a couple of courses. Anytime you can learn more about Scientology, you should. Scienceology. Scienceology. Uh, and really, where's Shelley, David? Uh, yeah, and uh, read the books by um, F. Rob Chubbard. F. Rob Chubbard. Uh, and, 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 and find Shelley. And find Shelley Miscavige. Yeah. Pick it and plug it. COVID, you bitch. Yep, son of a bitch. Postponing the Starlight Comedy Night to February 11th. We were supposed to be tonight, which is three days ago. Now that you're listening to this, no, but one day ago, one day ago, I don't know when we watch. It's okay. Uh, but now February 11th is when we will bring Evan Hughes, <laughs> Adam Benson, and Taylor Tope to the Starlight Stage. So come on out and join us February 11th. May even have a special guest that night. Just you wait and see. Gasp. <laughs> and go listen to Quarn. Tea. Is there tea to be had? Oh, nah. Uh, What's maybe. your pick? Corn? Corn. Find your corn. You got an album? No, no. Find your corn. I don't want you oh, to listen no. to corn, but just find your, your, corn. your corn. Find what you love that put out something that sounds just like what you love. Find your corn. All right. Uh, you know, I I am struggling right now to think of if I have any uh, picks. I haven't gotten to watch a ton of stuff this week. Uh, go listen to old Muse albums. Yeah. Look up Muse live shows if there are any uh, on on uh, online. Those guys, uh, they're pretty good. They do some good stuff. Like I said, the live show is very fun. It's always fun to see a, a big sound in a three-piece, too. Yeah. Uh, another big sound three-piece band that we've talked about on the show before that I listened to, again, because it's cold outside, is Whores. Oh, Whores. It's winter. I mean, it's not cold right now, but, uh, yeah, during the winter, for some reason, I always go listen to that band. I also turn to whores when it gets cold. Yes, yes, for different reasons. They make us warm. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I love you. Bye. Take it from me. I love you. <laughs>